tonight on Rogue Padron. Just like in my fanfic, take two. The longest <laughs> chapter of my life. Oh my God, seriously. <laughs> it would not, it would not it end. Would not end. <laughs> uh, Kip's not like those other Dark Lords of the Sith. Uh, Dala's Deadly Deal, Holocron, more like Hollow Crushed, and Voinskers hissing at each other in a territorial dispute. This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue Six, standing by. Rogue Seven, standing by. Rogue Nine, standing by. Rogue Three, standing by. I do not even remember that last chapter. Doesn't matter. Hello, glisteners. <laughs> Welcome Hello. to. Wait, I'm not a glistener. No. Sorry. <laughs> Welcome hello. to season uh, But maybe you also wanted to say hello to the glisteners. Why should Meg hello. be the only one that gets to say hello to them? Hi, glisteners. Hello. You've never, you've never cared about them before. <laughs> yeah, it's too late to start now. <laughs> you. I care very much about our glisteners. <laughs> well. Listeners, welcome to season 23, mission six, episode 181 of Rogue Patron. <clears throat> Tonight, we'll be going over Jedi Academy trilogy, book two, Dark Apprentice by Kevin J. Anderson, chapters 25 through 30. Whew. Yay. There's so many chapters in this I'm book. so excited to talk about chapter 25. Yes. The most important <laughs> chapter. Thank you for in, saving it for me. In this entire We had book. to. We had to. Uh, but before we jump into that, here's a quick reminder of our hosts. If Ash, Rogue Nine, was a weird vegetable-laden dessert, uh, they, would, they would be kale cupcakes because, like, it could be okay and normal, but also, no. <laughs> how, how could it be okay and normal? <laughs> In what I'm way not, could a kale cupcake be okay? And I have never been okay or normal a day <laughs> in my entire goddamn life. Great. Uh, Danny, Rogue Six would be chocolate cauliflower popsicles because maybe they'd be okay. <laughs> maybe they'd be good. No, they wouldn't. They, they least, definitely wouldn't. They looked the best out of all of the pictures that I saw of these desserts. Every word oh, of that boy. one, I was like, oh, is it done yet? Oh, nope, there's more. Oh, is no, it done now? Nope. They were, oh, it's popsicle. Okay, all right. It looks, they looked really nice. They looked like reg- regular fudgesicles. Um, like there wasn't any like branches or anything sticking out of them. <laughs> what? I mean, there's not usually branches sticking out of cauliflower. So. Yeah, but like none of the little, like the little, little the tree little stem, maybe? Yeah, little trees, little cauliflower trees. Yeah, uh, little, little florets. 
Heath Rogue 3, who will join us in 10 to 20 minutes, who knows, um, <laughs> would be tomato soup cake because it just seems so white. Like only a white person would do this, <laughs> like, especially to impress a child and like force them to eat more vegetables. Like that's a that's a white person dessert. Um, it's such a beautiful orange cake. It is, but it's made from tomato soup. So yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Tomato fruit, <laughs> I guess. At the end of the day, doesn't matter. It's I mean, not... carrots and vegetable—that's still a bitter cake. Yeah, I I often I mean, carrot cake sucks. I don't so. dislike carrot cake, but I'm usually very allergic to carrot cake. Yeah, that's they because always, usually, yeah. They always include like walnuts or like pecans in them, and I'm like, mm. oh no, I can't do that. That will kill me. Yeah, that is a problem. Um. Saffrog seven oh God, <laughs> would what be am I? a pear parsnip pie because it's two things that you're just like what <laughs> why would you put what? this together just like Saf's Halo and Red versus Blue romance ships. <laughs> hey, my Red versus is is popular. Wait, wait, just hey, Halo ships, Saf, just Saf's Halo ships. Like just Halo, that's the ones we're calling out. Not the Halo. I mean, one. if you're gonna go for the things that nobody would expect, I feel no like the Kylo Ren Poe Dameron shipper. I don't want to bring hey, Star Wars into this. I made that a thing. I made that a thing. Yeah, don't I bring Star Wars thing. into our Star Wars, Wars podcast. I just board Stellar and Chakas is the only. <laughs> it makes sense if you read the books. It makes sense. Greek bear wrote them incredibly gay. I don't know if it was the purpose or not. Also, I want to say that I looked at a photo of this pie and it is the most horrible color I've ever seen in my entire yeah, it's fucking not life. Good parsnip and pear. It's just kind of flesh toned. Like did, it's not. Did, were they just oh, like boy. alliteration is fun? Let's make a pear parsnip pie. I guess because I can so, think of literally no other reason why anyone would would it's do just, that. Why would you make so a weird. pear pie? In it's the first so weird place? because like pears have such a neutral like like low amount of flavor but parsnips have such an intense like root vegetable flavor that it's like why would you want it to taste it, like it's that? just a parsnip pie with the texture of a pear <laughs> i just can't uh-huh. imagine ever making just a pear pie and some genius going let's add a parsnip to it as well because yeah, a pear pie would suck because pears don't taste like anything would yeah. a peach There's parsnip our... pie be better like would those flavors go better no no, no. He oh i par- found a pear i found he- a pear and parsnip souffle Keep parsnips out of pie is really what we're going yeah. over here. Um, and Parsnip I meant- free pie 2K22. Yeah. That's the social cause we are championing this right. week on Rogue Padre. I don't. Because there's not- nothing else in the world that needs more attention than this. I'm <laughs> not always a gatekeeper, but no parsnips allowed. <laughs> I will gatekeep yeah. my pies. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I'm Meg, Rogue Leader, and I would be black bean brownies because it's full oh, of yeah. protein, but they also go bad really quickly. Why are so many of these alliterative? You know what? That's really a point. That's the type of people who come up with healthy veggie desserts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so speaking of things that go bad very quickly, <laughs> I have a question about Star Wars. Mm. Okay. Corn horn update. Discuss. Ah. Oh, oh man. Uh, yeah, I got it. The finale of Kenobi was this week. Let's go with our corn horn update. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. Cornhorn was corn in the horn finale of Kenobi. He fucking was. I saw Lando and I was like, "Lay, do not speak to that boy." She's speaking to him. Yeah, yeah, they're gonna fall in love. Oh no! no. Wait, we already know canonically that they do not. 
<laughs> I mean, we don't know what she does in the next 10 years. We and do. We know There's a point. Yeah. We know like... that she has a fling with uh, the banking clan guy, right? Yeah, but this is another boy that she has a crush There's on. There's like an actual boy, like in Leia, Princess of yeah. Alderaan. Ah, yes. And, and, and classically, when I was a teen, I only had a crush on one boy for a 10-year span. Uh, I still have a crush on the same boy after 15 years. Wow. Yeah, I got to say same. Yeah. Uh, wow, you're well, not anymore. Not you're really a, a monogamist when it comes to crushes. <laughs> well, no, I... <laughs> I didn't say I didn't have other crushes. I've just That's what I was also, implying. Oh no, I've also kept this candle burning. I was <laughs> saying just cuz Leia had one crush doesn't mean she didn't have another. Yeah, but it doesn't mean that she got over Cornhorn. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So She's holding the candle Logan. for Cornhorn no, until the day wait, she are dies. Are we trying are we trying to say Cornhorn is Leia's first love? Yeah, Cornhorn no, shows up the Battle of Exegol and is crushed to find out that his big grand romantic gesture is about an hour too late. I'm sorry to say, but this is idiot discussion, and Leia would never fall in love with Cornhorn. <laughs> <laughs> this is idiot discussion. How dare you defame her like this? This, this is the thing that you feel the need to call out as idiot discussion. L- looks at her husband. <laughs> yeah, Han Solo's at least not fucking sad about his dad okay, all the time. Okay, okay. Is he There's not? A di- listen, listen. There is a difference between Cornhorn brand idiot and Han Solo brand idiot. <laughs> Han Solo yeah. is a truly wholesome and good person who tries so hard, but is just not very smart sometimes. Cornhorn's just a dipshit. Like, I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I still don't see how those are mutually exclusive, but all right, I'll take it. I don't think um, Cornhorn's trying his best at all time. Han <laughs> is always difference. trying his best. His best is not very much. Yeah, Corn thinks he's doing his best, but he's not. The man shot at Darth Vader without like <laughs> missing a beat. Like Cornhorn would never. <laughs> yeah, Fair. he would just try and romance him. He's gonna romance Darth you know Vader. What? Different solutions to the same problem. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what's sure. the Shadow of the Sith thing? Because there's an okay. excerpt in Shadow so, of the Sith oh, yeah. that okay. Leader is yeah. very excited about. Well, okay. So one, I have to say that Darren Leader was at my apartment earlier today. Um, he Sorry. washed the dishes. Thanks, dinner. Because oh. um, I was having a <laughs> meltdown. Uh, and then an hour after he's left... <laughs> I get a DM <laughs> that says today's canon corn update. <laughs> and it's this excerpt from the the Dathan book, I guess. Um and I just thought I hate so much that Ray's dad's name is Dathan. Dathan, a Star Wars story. Um and it's literally the plot of the glove of Darth Vader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've skimmed this thing start to finish. And frankly, I can't tell the difference between Shadows of the Sith and Dark Apprentice slash Glove of Darth Vader hybrid. So they're all the same. It's yeah. Uh, but it's Lando being like, I thinking about where he likes to gamble. And he references that he likes the errant venture, which is Booster Terex. Star, Red Star Destroyer. Booster Tarek is the father of Mirax Tarek, and then Mirax marries Corrin. Um, so that's how. Oh, that's so unfortunate. It's a her. greater. It's a greater horn. Um, okay. No, I hope. <laughs> I hope the only thing that gets transferred over from Legends is the is Booster specifically, not even Mirax, just Booster and the Air Adventure. That's all I need in my life. 
Well, yeah. Well, While you're busy gatekeeping your pies, I'm going to be gatekeeping the term greater horn. <laughs> <laughs> greater horn. The greater horn. I mean, it does not... imply the existence of a lesser horn, which we all know is Corrin. So. Yeah. <laughs> is how horn I mean, the greater dead horn? Seemed... His dad seemed pretty cool from what we've heard about him. But I mean, we've only heard about him from it. one person who seems a little biased, but so far yeah, his dad seems like the true. greatest human on the planet. <laughs> yeah, his dad does seem pretty great. Oh, Sucks his son turned so out like that. That's so fucking stupid. Why would you bring in the errant venture? They brought in the errant venture. I'm mad now. Um, I hate Star Wars. <laughs> 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 These last few weeks have been us just bouncing back and forth yeah, real so fast between as, I hate Star Wars and I love Star Wars. <laughs> yes. Dinner has been talking about that that who brought it to attention but x-wings was actually the person who like took the photo of the text and brought it to everybody right, you're both on watch now so blame <laughs> x-wings as well x-wings i got my fucking eyes on you yeah uh but yeah like it's it's and it's is the ship the errant venture like it's italicized like it is referring i mean i i respect is that it the fucking red to star the... destroyer though they don't mention that they it's don't red know. i do respect that uh that was like, I'm going to go make sure it's italicized and it's actually the name of a ship, as if that's ever a phrase that somebody's going to use to describe where they want to go play cards and it's not a ship. Right, but... <laughs> I respect the, the X-Wings is an academic, so... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get it does make down. sense that that's what Booster's up to, though. Right. Still yeah. just doing Booster shit. Turns a fucking oh, you wanna, You want to know what new horrible now. thing I found? Yeah. Uh, sweet parsnip and pear soup. Oh. <laughs> Why is it sweet? It's just soup. Next, start talking about the book. No. <laughs> no books, only parsnip. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been looking at pear and parsnip recipes because there's so many. And it's no, distressing me. No meat, no masters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's let's talk about. Let's talk about chapter 25 of Dark Apprentice. Let's talk about chapter 25 of Dark <clears throat> Apprentice. Uh, I'm not sure if, if you or I were fed more by this chapter, Meg. Uh, I think I think you were realistically. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Especially because we already know how Wedge and Quizux ends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, ooh, we know that's not like... We know... Like it's not it's an amicable ending, but not not like a very romance ending. So yeah. but uh Wedge is surprising Quizux with a trip to Ithor. Yay! This wow. is our first time visiting Ithor in Rogue Podrin. It is. And it's it barely is. been referenced. Yes. I don't know why. Uh because we're reading all the wrong books, clearly. Well, um, I think just because it's just such a nice planet. It's like, why would they cause any trouble there? Yeah. They're they just really, minding I mean, their own business. This yeah. chapter really does solidify that they are the green party of Star Wars. Right. That like, they're really just like, hmm, I don't leave me yeah, out of this. No, yeah. We're, we're just going to take <laughs> votes from, from both sides and uh, care about the environment. Yeah. We don't No, Thank you. <laughs> and when so, I say both sides, I mean, one side disproportionately from the other. Yeah. <laughs> in a kind of problematic way. Oh, oh. Uh, politics don't belong in Star Wars. Uh, yeah, sorry, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, uh, um, Melvar. Yeah. 
Uh, and I'm just mad because Wedge is a fucking dweeb and he has so much game, but he doesn't know that he has game, that he's just like, I'm just doing what I think is nice. And it's like, fuck you, Wedge. <laughs> this is why I'm you charming motherfucker. You. I hate yeah. you. <laughs> Kwai is definitely starting to crush back on him feeling the warmth on her shoulder where he touched her long after his hand is moved, just like Burke Vessery. Um, so. Yep. Kevin J. Anderson was clearly drawing a comparison to that moment with Burke Vessery here. It's the shoulder touch. Yeah. Wedge assures her that Ithor is beautiful, a pristine natural world covered with forests and jungles, rivers and waterfalls. And they're also going in disguise, I guess. So no one will know who Quisex is. I'm imagining them wearing like Halloween city Ithorian <laughs> costumes. <laughs> like, it's just like floppy hammerheads. So much attention. <laughs> and like a hole for their heads down at the bottom of like the long neck. So much attention is being drawn to them. <laughs> And Kwai's greatest fear is that an Imperial or somebody else will try to recapture her and force her super weapon knowledge out of her head, which is why Wedge is her bodyguard in the first place. <clears throat> and Wedge, <laughs> Wedge <laughs> trying to say that Ithor is cool goes, Ithor is an isolated paradise. It's a world where many young couples he paused and swallowed as if embarrassed by the word he had just spoken. Uh, tourists go for vacations. <laughs> Many people come and go and the authorians welcome everyone. <laughs> Which you fucking dumb ass. So Ithor is basically like the planet version of Can You Feel the Love Tonight from The Lion King. A little oh my bit. God, it is, yeah. A little bit. <laughs> um, Wedge instructs her to pretend to be on vacation, which she wouldn't know what that means, dog. <laughs> like, I mean, they have vacation of the Empire. Wedge doesn't know what that means either. No. He, Wedge, Wedge has, has a vague, a vague concept yeah. of what a vacation is. He has rough conceptual knowledge. He's heard about it in stories. Yeah, but He's like, heard about quite... it people keep telling him to go on one. Yeah, Wedge, but... Wedge is like if you feed an AI different versions of vacation and like what it spits out. Oh, okay, okay, okay. But like, Quizux has been imprisoned in the Maw for 10 years and before that stolen from her home as a child and forced to make super weapons. It happens so, to the best of us. Uh, and he's just really excited to show her what she's been missing. Uh, and Wedge blushed, then seemed to concentrate furiously on the relatively simple task of entering a low orbit. <laughs> just like in my <laughs> <laughs> how do I drive? How do I drive? How do I drive? Listen, I can't. Oh, piloting. Yes. Pretty girl. Big brain. Forget drive. <laughs> Sounds pretty good. I mean, pretty girl. I mean, pretty good. <laughs> what? <laughs> couples. Couples. The coupling. The I coupling mean, is. The couples no, are. <laughs> no, no. The ah crashes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, he already gave Kwai a necklaces a necklace of sparkling jewels. So like, Wedge, you need to calm down. Um, Dude, just tell her you like her already, man. You will not. Uh, instead- oh Man has Wedge, no game whatsoever. Wedge tells um, her that she can trust him. And she says, yes, I trust you. 
and Wedge once again goes offline. <laughs> Blue screen. My yeah. guy. 404. 404. File not found. <laughs> My guy. I mean, I can't blame him when I'm around a pretty girl. I do the same thing. Yeah, a blue, feathery, morally ambiguous scientist. <laughs> yeah, I would be incredibly fucked up. With a helmet. I was in that situation. <laughs> she sometimes wears a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Wedge explains that the authorians allow no harm to come to their environment and that it's considered sacrilege to even set foot on the ground of their mother jungle. Instead, they have an enclosed float, they have enclosed floating environments. The one in particular they are going to is Tafanda Bay. It's made of plastic plasteel but also seems pretty organic just everything is beautiful and lush and vibrant okay three things number one amazing number two uh this reminds me of the floating like planet orbs from the high republic world's fair Ooh, yeah yeah number three i said this before we were recording last week but uh in a sentence i never thought i'd say aloud chuck wendig plagiarized ithor in his dystopian novel about corn <laughs> Fuck the corn! I forgot about the corn! That's all. What? Sometimes I just... <laughs> I know we talked about the corn last time, but I'm still... I still Sometimes I, like, know the words that are, like, I'm hearing, but my brain doesn't... Not together. <laughs> they don't... That's not it. Like, yes, those are words. Moving on. <laughs> Uh, so they request access to land and they're notified that a special representative will meet them in the landing bay hmm I wonder who it could be we've only ever met one Ithorian in Star Wars so it's probably someone else right listen Wedge is very confused because they're supposed to be tourists and don't deserve special treatment but don't worry Wedge will still protect Quasar um and there's a line that says she enjoyed the attention he showered on her which is a huge mood help me down from the ship witch <laughs> i can do it myself but i would prefer the help yeah i'd prefer you do it thanks uh Kwai is surprised by the appearance of an elderly authorian but i am so much more concerned about these quiet beautiful boys <laughs> in cloaks is this a cult <laughs> i think it might be a cult Koi thinks about how she's met so many weird aliens like Akbar, rude. And Lady, you're a weird alien. <laughs> decides <laughs> that not all sentient beings in the galaxy could be as attractive as, attractive as some humans. You're not even well. human! <laughs> Look, she's been homeschooled her whole life. This is her first time out in the real world. Like, we can cut her this a little bit some, of slack. This is some internalized xenophobia right here. Thinking about Kryzux just being like a sheltered homeschool kid is so funny. <laughs> You can make Death Stars, but like, woof. She's like, wow, look at all these aliens. And Wedge is just like, do you think you're human? Wedge is like, you're not human. <laughs> you have feathers. You're blue. <laughs> have you looked in a mirror, mayhaps? Yeah. <laughs> Ma'am. Maybe she has it. They might all have fucking head mirrors on the status. Well, they definitely have some in wherever she's been staying. <laughs> sure, she does look good, so... Now I'm just imagining the horror of seeing yourself in a mirror for a first time. Honestly, <laughs> terrifying. Okay. The horror of seeing yourself in a mirror, but you've been living around humans your entire life. You look right. at a mirror and you realize you're not human. That's actually really fucked up. <laughs> it's really fucked up, yeah. Really fucked up. <laughs> Woo. This is like a Star Wars Black Mirror episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
the Ithorian that comes in is Momonadon, baby. Don't oh. call me a hammerhead. We're not sharks. <laughs> Moma, don't call me a hammerhead. We're not sharks, Nadon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Isn't that the bounty hunter from the cantina in Star Wars Episode 4, A New Hope? Well, we'll find yeah. out. <laughs> what a coincidence. The one Ithorian we've ever met. <laughs> So apparently Mon Mothma, who is absolutely still dying, called ahead and asked to give them special accommodations. She's like on I'm her dying. literal fucking deathbed. Like, My I'm last dying, wish. But which but which needs the help? Which Wedge needs a vacation. <laughs> like, oh, Wedge needs to date someone properly. <laughs> tell Wedge I tell Wedge I tell Wedge I want him to marry my wife. <laughs> I mean, she is a lesbian. Yeah. To wedge, to bone down, please. <laughs> God, this is my final he wish. Needs it so bad. <laughs> my final wish is for Wedge to get some. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who among us? <laughs> we're all through all of the Star Wars books we're reading. We're always just like, please, God, let Wedge get it this let time. Wedge get a- some. Anyone in Star Wars who has. Please, for Anyone... the love of God, let Wedge get laid. <laughs> Anyone in Star Wars who has aspirations of, of, uh, of, poten- wait, what's the word I'm thinking of? Ambiguous. Mm. Let me start that over. Editor, okay. cut this part. Anyone in Star Wars who has aspirations of <laughs> If I'm editing of ambi- this podcast, I'm definitely not doing this. <laughs> Anyone in Star Wars who has aspirations of ambiguously widowing their significant other, their final wish should be for Wedge to get some with them. <laughs> It's true, yeah, it's true. That was a lot of work. <laughs> that was a hard sentence. <laughs> but you got there, and I'm proud you of you. got there, I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Oh, now I'm, I'm the one who's struggling to get through a sentence. Well, now I'm thinking about Edith, my snake character's disguise, who is a widow, getting some with witch. <laughs> <laughs> Husband's not actually dead. Um, of course, yeah, you, course. you gotta be not actually dead. Yeah. Not actually a widow. Uh, so, yikes. <laughs> we find out a little <laughs> bit of backstory. Moma Nadon was banished to Tatooine because he sympathized with the rebellion and the other Athorians didn't want him to make any noise that could get them in trouble with the Empire because the Empire uh, was, like, leaving them alone. Dude, just chill. Just chill. Like, we want our plants <laughs> to grow in peace. We want our animals to roam free. Just chill. Yo, Which they blew fair. up Alderaan. They've seen the way that they've like, like absolutely ravaged the natural environment of so many habitats, and that's like sacred to them. Yeah. Uh, but Moma was also the one who gave the Empire agricultural info in order to prevent them from burning their forests. What? what? And then he was still exiled. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, I think people were just bullying Moma and wanted <laughs> yeah. to get him it out. Like. It seems like they didn't like Momo and they were just making up whatever right, reasons they could. Momo spoke out against the destruction of Alderaan. Not good. Momo gave agriculture tips to the Imperials so they wouldn't burn their fucking forests. Also not good. Exiled either way. <laughs> so, <laughs> you can't win. I mean, he just kind of pissed off everyone. You can't. Yeah. On this all why, sides. That's why two-party systems don't work. Um, <laughs> no room for nuanced political figures like Moba Nadon. Yeah. Uh, he returned to Ethor after... I'm sorry, the, did you just call it Ethor? Yeah, Ithor. Sorry. <laughs> uh, 
Ithorian, Ithorian, it both works. He returned after the emperor died and has been trying to make amends ever since. (laughs) Doing nothing wrong. Even though I don't think he did anything particularly wrong. (laughs) Wow, the Ithorian people have like gaslit Mobile and becoming an ambassador. They really hate Mobile. Oh, this poor man. All of he has this, done nothing all of wrong. The, all of the Ithorians are like in this house. We hate Momani. <laughs> <laughs> okay, he's got a short story in the Tales of the Moss Eisley Cantina that I don't remember anything about, but we probably need to do a mini episode about that so we can get some context here. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's that makes sense. We should do. We should do like Tales from Moss Eisley and Tales from Jabba's Palace sometime. Those would be some very silly episodes. It w- they would. They would. I think Why are you can, looking at me like that, Meg? I think we can pick and choose <laughs> some <laughs> stories from them. <laughs> Not all of them deserve. It's our that opinion. or book three of the Jedi Prince series. Hey, you know, again, I vote Tales from Jabba's Okay, so blah blah blah. He was in the cantina. God, we know. Um, and so he shows them to their staterooms. <laughs> I love how he's like, I was in the cantina when Luke Skywalker famously cut off that one guy's art or whatever. <laughs> and they're like wait how do you remember such a specific detail and he's like we have long memories it was like within the last eight years like it's not (laughs) also it was a whole lightsaber right (laughs) yeah you don't forget a whole last lightsaber especially when you then like hear on the news two days later that that person was responsible for blowing up the death star yeah you're like wait a what that that was the guy from the 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 same guy the farmer that kid? That kid and the old man? Like, and he did it without a targeting computer? What? Why? How? Oh, that's fucked up. And so we find out that the beautiful boys in cloaks are seedlings grown <laughs> from the flesh of Moma Nadon's enemy <laughs> in the reflection of his time on Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, that's a cult. And then Momo promptly dips before he has to explain what the fuck that's about. (laughs) (laughs) That's a cult. That's a cult. I mean, the cult part is now where I have the biggest question here. so many things. (laughs) Seedlings grown from the flesh of Momo Nadon's enemy. (laughs) Oh, good. He's here for this. Hold on. (laughs) Yeah, maybe he can explain it. Hi, Heath. We have Hi, a question Heath. about childbirth. Oh, God. I just remembered I have something else to do tonight. <laughs> Not we're, the first person to say that in this episode today. <laughs> we're on chapter 25. Um... And Moma Nadon, who's the Ithorian, has an entourage of two beautiful, pale, cloaked boys. And when Kwaizux is like, what's up with those boys? (laughs) (laughs) Moma responds that the boys are seedlings grown from the flesh of Moma Nadon's enemy in the reflection of his time on Tatooine. Is your question is that this how, is possible? Is that how <laughs> is that how making a baby is? <laughs> is that how baby 
not in my experience. <laughs> there was no, there was no weird cult shit. There enemy flesh. They were like, my question is: Is he being literal or metaphorical? Because I think it would have to be literal if they're humans, right? Like if he took the cells from a human that he met on Tatooine. Do we know that his enemy was human? I well, hope so, since the kids are human. <laughs> okay, yeah. You know, I just kind of assumed that he'd taken the corpse and they'd just grown from it somehow. <laughs> like mushrooms? Like a garden? Like, like a mushrooms? Yeah, like a garden of my enemies. Your corpse becomes a garden that grows <laughs> new people. <laughs> the garden of my enemy is my friend. So, little babies. <laughs> I, I don't like any of this. I'm not a fan. You should. Don't worry, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, neither, neither are the ones saying it. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might be saying it, but I don't like it. Whatever, whatever's going on on Ithor is. I did up. just, I did just get a new, uh, an idea for a circle of spores druid, though. So thanks for that. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Well, have fun playing more. <laughs> have fun playing more. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's Moma dipped. Uh. So. More importantly, <laughs> Momos is the most interesting thing in the book and then dips. Yeah. But most importantly, now it's Twilight on the observation deck. Ooh. And we have a dramatic reading, uh, which is there is absolutely no, uh, <laughs> there's <laughs> absolutely no dialogue. <laughs> uh, so, unless anybody else wants to read this, in who's a very got sexy the best manner. sexy voice tonight? Who's got, I got, I got, yeah. I don't, oh, oh. <laughs> Okay, let's do it. All right. The breeze grew. Comp- <laughs> <laughs> you can do this. Too far, so good. The breeze grew paradoxically warmer with nightfall, and she felt her feathery hair drifting about. She straightened it with her slender fingers. Knowing that Wedge liked to see her pearly strands glisten in the light, she'd changed into a soft wrap swirled with pastel colors that accentuated the ethereal beauty of her wispy body. The Athorian eco-city cruised slowly over the treetops, the gentle hum of the Tafanda Bay's banks of the repulsor lift. Engines blended with the shimmering night sounds of the jungle below. The breeze rustled. <laughs> The breeze rustled leaves in the tall hedges of stands of scale trees around the observation deck. Uh, observation deck. Other Ithorians arrived, standing in silence or thrumming in their strange stereo language. Wedge and Quee said nothing to each other. She stepped closer, brushed against him, then finally let herself snuggle up to his side. Nervously, it seemed, Wedge slipped an arm around her waist and she... Quizux, inventor of the, Z- the Sun Crusher, co-creator of the Death Star, felt honored to be under the protection of General Wedge Antilles. She knew the imp- that Imperial loyalist, loyalist would be desperate to regain the secret knowledge locked in her brain, but Quai realized that here, at least, she felt completely safe. My god. Slender fingers! Slender fingers! Slender is the thing that got me. Yeah. It's just, it's such a trigger word for giggles at this point. Yeah, we see Slender and Easy and we're like, (laughs) they said it. Okay. Well, there's that. 
little bit of romance for tonight and now we are moving on to the longest <laughs> chapter of all of our lives <laughs> this chapter uh, would not fucking end I, okay. it would not end question God. what is the plot of this book <laughs> I have no fucking That's a idea. great question. I have no because idea based off like the amount about. of time that the chapters are given, the plot of this book is Jason and Jaina are toddlers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this so, book is bug- We're in chapter like 26 now. <laughs> and I have no idea what this book is about. <laughs> That's the thing. Like it's it's supposedly it's the Jedi Academy trilogy. Okay, so we're at the Jedi Academy. Dark Apprentice. Okay, there's a Dark Apprentice of the Jedi Academy trilogy. He's been in like two paragraphs. <laughs> Thank God. Honestly. <laughs> uh, no, I never thought I'd say this, but I would I... like more of the Ghost of Exarcoon, please. <laughs> yeah, honestly, where where is he? Um, I'm waiting for the surprise reveal that the Dark Apprentice is uh Dala's son. It's pretty good by that one AI. <laughs> oh no. Oh well, Jason and Jaina are still wandering around the Undercity, hungry and sore. They come upon a little cave dwelling that has some more friendly-looking fires lit inside. I like that they're like, "Oh, this looks friendly." It's a fucked up cave in the middle of a city (laughs) Undercity. This weird cave. Uh, They're toddlers. They force a cave in the middle of a city. I would avoid the cave. They can tell there's food inside, so they go in, and they're immediately met with a giant spider roach, which is a combination of two of my greatest fears. Horrible creature. And it gets caught. I'm getting so many D&D ideas from this chapter. No, absolutely not. Uh, And it gets caught in some metal cage, which makes the kids run, but then they just end up being trapped in their own set of metal claws. Ha ha. A being emerges, a massive, <laughs> tuft head with enormous arms, dragging almost to the ground. One thickly muscled thigh, looking the size of a tree trunk, but the other leg was much shorter, twisted and withered. Uh, it's then even more fucked up up close, <laughs> and the thing's mouth hung in a long, crooked slash, its left eye overgrown with a massive tumors and rotting flesh and the other eye sickly yellow streaked with red lines. And they just start referring to it as an ogre. So it's an ogre, I guess. <laughs> they, Ogres they, are they canon. Saw, okay, so these children saw a cave in the Undercity of Coruscant, mm. and they're like, this cave looks it's friendly sm- and it safe. It smelled like food. Yeah. This cave looks friendly and safe. Go inside. Spider roach. Horrible. Leave the cave. They don't leave the cave. They, they don't. Do they, go the cave. Cave. They, go they, they go back. They go back. They go deeper into the cave. Caught by metal claws that are lovingly described like fingers. Yeah. Um, and then this guy pops up. And I'm like, you know what? These kids are going to have lasting trauma from this one. Yeah, this is just one of the many things they'll have lasting trauma from, though. So the like, children this, haven't this even like been kidnapped yet. <laughs> this is like a blip on their lives. Um, no, well, like, I don't want like to blame. I don't want a victim so blame. Well. I don't want to victim blame, but I'm just saying, you see a fucked They're up toddlers. cave. They're <laughs> toddlers. If you see a fucked up cave in a city, don't go into the fucked up cave. They're toddlers. Their brain barely functions. I don't want to victim when, blame. Seth so, proceeds to victim blame toddlers. <laughs> May again oh, offer as a toddler expert. my experience here. They would absolutely go in the cave. <laughs> I would. I would have gone in the cave as well. Congrats, Heath. Your child is as stupid uh, as Jason and Jada Solo. The cave would be all they could think about as soon as they saw it until they went in, and then it would be all they talked about for days after they went in. Yeah. I, like, Did you know we met an ogre? 
I have absolutely no interest in caves. How, how are you doing, Heath? How's fatherhood treating you these days? It's fine. It's fine. Uh, your skin <laughs> looks good, it. though. Yeah, Thanks. Skin does look good. Especially yeah. Zoom. Everyone's skin looks pretty good tonight. Yeah. Yeah. It's we're fine. we're, we're it's all looking good. We're all dewy and glowing. It's now. okay. The in the insides are not looking so good, but the outsides looking great. Yeah, inside very broken. Outside oh. somewhat better. Yeah. No. No one's Much inside. like I the took- cave of the ogre. I took okay. so many painkillers so <laughs> that I could speak today on this episode. Okay, well then let's not waste it on this chapter. So the ogre drags <laughs> the cage twins back to its den where there's also a rat dog and a lot of nod bones of all sizes. Love a rat dog. What the fuck is happening in this and chapter? the spider roach is Also fed- known as my dog named Wedge. The spider, <laughs> no. The spider roach is fed no. to the rat dog and then the kids ask for help and the ogre says it's going to eat them. And using the force. The Remember kids- how, like three pages ago, we were like in a floating city having yeah. a romance novel. Yeah. And now this. Using the force, the kids pull out the pins holding together their cage and make a break for it. The ogre can't chase after them, so it sets loose their rat dog, which first bites the ogre and then goes after the kids. <laughs> And the kids are smart, at least, because they find, like, an opening in a wall that they can fit into, but the rat dog can't. And then they just crawl deeper into the darkness. This is um, going fine. This is up, absolutely fine. Upstairs, 3PO and Chewie are still having a bad time looking for the kids. 3PO hits an alarm button, I guess. <laughs> and Chewie carries them to the central control to shut down all the hollows. <laughs> It's like, you know how there's like fire alarm, pull for fire buttons? It's just like that, but there's like 10 different ones to choose from. And Push it's like fire, pull, twins. tornado, pull. Yeah, missing Jedi twins, pull, ogre escaped, pull. God, that one's been pulled. Um, <laughs> the kids keep crawling and see another dim light. And they once again smell food and he- hear the first human voices since coming down there. As they peek inside, they're both grabbed and pulled off their feet by sentries, and the people around the bonfire are cheering. <laughs> um, again, back up top, the droid in charge <laughs> of the holograms won't turn them off, so Chewie just starts breaking everything, and 3PO even sounds a bit impressed and says, what you lack in finesse, you make up for enthusiasm. Enemies to lovers? <laughs> All right, I'm here for that. Um, why do they think turning off the holograms is gonna fix? Because they think that the kids are like hiding in the displays and stuff, so they can't oh, find man. them because of the holograms. Uh the holograms are effectively shut down. Chewie and 3PO run back out to the exhibitions only to be stopped by 18 New Republic militia members who are all what? human for some reason. Uh, it's because ACAP. Um, what a weird yeah. thing to point out. <laughs> well, humans suck. Um, Correct, yeah. Yeah. Uh, below, the feral humans brought Jason and Jaina before their king. What the fuck is <laughs> happening? The, the, the feral humans just said, brought the feral- Jason and Jaina in front of their king. <laughs> That's a like, relatively straightforward plot point, I feel uh, like. The kids want meat. And also, this camp Ooh, does not same kids, same. <laughs> this camp does not feel very threatening. Like people are even making musical instruments. And the king, Dakim, laughs that these two kids are the fearsome intruders, and orders his people to go get them food. 
Uh, Daykim is actually very nice, asking the kids how they ended up down there if they want to stay with these old timers. The kids, of course, ask to go home, and Daykim is like, why? The emperor's up there, and he fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) Down here, we have our freedom and our food and our own things. But the kids ask again, and he tells them to finish supper because they're going to need their strength. He's not wrong. The emperor is up there, and he does suck. And he does suck. <laughs> Wait, no, the emperor's dead. The emperor is dead. wrong. <laughs> He's way up there. It's, it's not his fault. Propaganda there. Yeah, because he lives uh, in an underground city. Is this the underground city of the Jedi? This is actually the lost city of the Jedi. Oh my god, they found it finally. <laughs> Day Kim is actually the real son of Palpatine. <laughs> Oh my god. That's uh, why you think Palpatine sucks because he's his dad. Yeah. That's the thing I love about the EU is that they made so many connections across the books. It could have been any yeah. Like they were clearly I'm all working a, together. I'm I'm clearly having a stroke. What is <laughs> <laughs> um Lamal, Han and Leia got back like an hour ago <laughs> and Chewie and Filipio are being escorted back to their quarters. <laughs> Uh, the sergeant with them assures them that they're combing the entire museum and will access the record logs to see if anyone used the turbo lifts, which they did. Um, however, when 3PO and Chewie step into the living quarters, the children are happily sitting in Leia and, Leia and Han's laps. Oh, my God. Um, Day Kim immediately hides behind a piece of furniture as they come in, and it's obvious that he has brought the kids back through the vents. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but just imagine the scene we didn't see of Han and Leia in their home, and then Daykim pops out of a vent with their children. Out, yeah. Oh, there's a feral human in our house with our children now. Just another day in the life of Han and Leia. I'm a king, baby. <laughs> um, Leia tries. So is Han Solo, but point, we don't talk about that anymore. You king. Think at this point they don't just be like, oh, okay, thanks. yeah, <laughs> this is king shit. Thanks, thanks for our kids. Yeah. We appreciate it. Uh, Leia tries to offer to bring Daykim and his people back to the New Republic and make amends. But Daykim assures her that it's not necessary. They're just a bunch of feral bureaucrats who don't know any other life, and they like it that way. <laughs> he pats the kids on the head, telling them that their parents should be proud of how good they are, which is very sweet. Han gives Daykim a, a hearty handshake, which he enthusiastically accepts. And Han doesn't understand why he wants to go back down there. But Day Kim simply says that up here, he was a file clerk. Down there, he is king. You know, he's living his best life. Can't argue with him. And none of this plot needed to exist. That entire short story (laughs) happened in this chapter that has nothing to do with the book. And now it will never be referenced ever again. Well, uh, because... We all wanted this so bad. Kip's first stop is the forest moon of Endor because he wants to find the remains of the only other Dark Lord of the Sith he knows Bruh. of, Darth Vader. <laughs> Bruh. Yes, he hopes to find Darth Vader's bra. Um, did he bring Did he bring Ochi's knife? How is he going to find him? You know he doesn't know who Ochi is. Surely <laughs> <laughs> Luke was like, yeah, he's crispy. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Uh, hearing from Luke that Darth Vader was his father and also returned to the light side in the end gives Kip hope that he won't be permanently connected to evil he knows XR Sensei misled him but the risk is worth it bro Um, he thankfully leaves the Ewoks alone and flies along the tops of the trees until he feels something that doesn't really belong 
He ends up at the site of Vayner's funeral pyre. The land around it is barren, none of the fast-growing plants daring to encroach upon the Dark Lord's resting place. So this was the point when my brain had a thought that will get me kicked off the podcast for the rest of time by Rogue Leader, uh, which was, and probably Saf too for that matter, which was, (laughs) oh look, Kip Duran and Will have something in common. Fuck you. You you. know what? No, no. The worst thing is I had the same thought. No, fuck fuck all of you. No, no. Will didn't go. It's just Ash megging me now. Will didn't go looking for Darth Vader. She's going to change some dynamics. Will Will took a walk. You can't fire me. You need my silly laugh. (laughs) It's okay, Saf. We'll start our own spinoff podcast. Fuck that. No. It'll just be it'll be it'll be called Bad Takes Podrin. <laughs> okay, I I'm love you two well, dearly, but you two would fucking kill each other if you had a podcast together <laughs> with just the two of with just, just bad the takes. Two of you. Yeah, like <laughs> great challenge accepted. Let's go, Sam. Yeah, let's do it. Let's oh, do it. Fuck. Hold on. <laughs> no. Okay. Look, I was like this, like Will, and the thought that like. He's seeing Vader's pirate. He's not a Skywalker. That was yep. weird. That thought was that's the same. <laughs> the same. That was my full thought. Okay. Well, <laughs> I'm gonna kick both your asses. Kip, I thank swear. you, Ash. Uh, We're making connections. Kip, Kip finds some of the mangled rem- remnants of Vader's suit. He strokes the remains and asks, "Darth Vader, where did you go wrong?" <laughs> <laughs> I need you to watch so the- many places. <laughs> I need you to watch the prequels, Kip. Yeah, it's like an alphabetized list, Kip. It's the fact that he's stroking the remains as he says this. It's just, Where did you go wrong? Surely. Remember that he's wearing you, his big sparkly cape, too. Yeah, yeah. Surely if you burn somebody's body, there's not a hell of a lot identifiable no, left. It's, no, it's it, the you armor can't, pieces, yeah. To be fair, you also can't really fully cremate someone with the fire of just like a pyre. Yeah, it has to be. But how would you get hot my, I guess my question would be, how would you be able to tell the difference between Vader's remains and like all of the other dead stormtroopers and rebels? Because he felt the disturbance Vader in the force. Vader, Vader, a pyre. Vader had his own funeral pyre. Yeah, yeah, he had his own special little pyre. They didn't, they didn't, I don't think they gave the stormtroopers a nice little pyre. The no. empire. They no, ate the, e- the stormtroopers. The Ewoks ate them, yeah. Yeah, they ate there them. Are That's no why remains. you can't find any remains. <laughs> bones and all. Yeah, they they ship the bones off to yeah. Octo. Is that yeah, they've got called? a symbiotic relationship. Yeah, it's called Octo, yeah. Okay, cool. I remembered something. Um, XR Sensei had told him that Anakin was unprepared for the power he had touched and that it had overwhelmed him, and that's how he turned to the dark side, which is not right. <laughs> He's referring to Padme, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, um, this is before the prequels came out, right? Yeah, it is. It yeah, is. Okay, it very double much kicking. So. <laughs> uh, Kip thinks that, don't worry, he's way more prepared than Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, trained and, Jedi master. <laughs> and he won't let himself be tricked by the dark side. Hmm. Yeah, Kip Anakin Skywalker, idiot. who had a full Jedi Council, who had Obi-Wan. <laughs> like, he And he knows that Ixa already misled him. You've already been tricked by you've been, him. You done been tricked. Yeah, but not this time. Oh, God. No, this, this time, time I'll change nothing and I won't get tricked. So Kip goes back to the headhunter and wraps himself in the cloak Han gave him, waiting on Endor until he has clarity on what his next move is. 
He thinks about before the Empire came and ruined his family, his brother Zeth taking him out on a pleasure skimmer to sink crab pots or swim. <laughs> we already know we already knew his brother's name is Zeth. Yeah, we've already okay? we've already gone through Sith. I know I, see, I need to remember that like as if he's not insufferable enough, he has a brother named Zeth. Zeth. <laughs> Zeth Duran. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll say that um Kip pretty much has the whole fool me once, shame on you, fool for me twice, shame on you. <laughs> fool me thrice still shame on you fool me eight or more times shame <laughs> on me. uh D- dryer the planet they're from had unanimous uh, big tumble dryer yeah had unanimously voted to condemn the destruction of alderaan and for palpatine to rescind his new order and instead palpatine crushed them because of course he did <laughs> Uh, yeah, because voting's gonna fix it. <laughs> voting doesn't fix it. <laughs> Hit a little bit too close to home. All right, God, we <laughs> did vote. Look what happened. <laughs> we did it. We should have listened to Kevin J. Anderson we this whole time. We already did that part. We, we should have listened to Kevin J. Anderson this whole time. Yeah, clearly we this is a message of warning yeah. for the Ithorians. Clearly, uh, and okay. Uh, oh God! Um, Kip, <laughs> Kip, Kip again is like my convictions and resolve and morals are strong enough that I can use the dark side for good. Uh huh. That's why and, they call it the dark side because it's a thing that can be used for good. And he goes, "Now I am the Lord of the Sith." You've done. Ad- you've been. You've been doing this for two days, my God. <laughs> and the admission makes his spine feel like ice. Which is, sounds like a bad thing, but he takes as a good sign. Um, he gets ready to take off because now he alone has the opportunity to solve all of the new Republic's problems by himself. This is such an 18-year-old thing to do. It's bad. He's showing his age. But like, <laughs> he was at the Jedi Temple for like, what, a couple days? And then decided he's going to be a Sith now for a couple yeah. days. He's already like, I'm a Sith Lord now. He's and just I'm going to save himself. the universe. Yeah. Yep. I'm a Sith Lord in my sparkly day. Oh, God. <laughs> in the Gorgon's war room is Dala, Commander Kratos, Imperial Army General Odusk, and Captain Mulnuar of the Basilisk. Dala is sitting as far away from him as possible <laughs> and spiraling about what Tarkin would think of her as the whole, as she lost like half of her fucking fleet. Everyone is very uncomfortable. Girl really needs to stop measuring her self worth against what the man thinks. But Tarkin, the, de- man the dead man, the, yeah, he loved her. He believed in her. Oh, uh, Dal admits someone should introduce her to Exar Kun. Dal admits that things haven't been going well, <laughs> and they uh, haven't really been following through on their original directive, which was to keep the Ma and the scientists secure. Because it's not, they don't, they're out of the mall. They're not, <laughs> they're not doing any of that shit. They lost the scientists. Uh, they're not in the mall. <laughs> they lost a shit. Commander Kratos tries to defend her actions because they have struck crushing blows against the rebel traitors, which like, dude, she's not going to sleep with you. Um, <laughs> but Dala silences him because she knows the reports. And despite how many people they've killed, it doesn't compare to their losses. 
I mean, oh yeah, we crushed those rebel traders. We we destroyed those settlers on Dantooine. <laughs> yeah, we like we took out, we fucking destroyed a planet that's almost empty except some fucking settlers. Yeah, and like three people who work for the New Republic. Yeah, wow, you really so... that was a real victory. Yeah. You're winning the war with that one. Fuck you. <laughs> However, Tarkin would be so proud. <laughs> However, Dala has figured out a plan that will do both of these things. They're going to strike at Coruscant. All oh ships God. and personnel will be when on the When in doubt, Gorgon, strike at Coruscant. <laughs> and a skeleton crew of volunteers will be on the Basilisk. The ships will leave hyperspace just outside the moons around Coruscant, and then they'll full speed ahead on a collision course with the planet. The Gorgon will run interference while the volunteers in the Basilisk set its self-destruct mechanism. At the last moment, the Gorgon will turn aside because that definitely sounds like something a huge ass star destroyer can do. Um, and the Basilisk will ram right into Coruscant and detonate. The resulting damage of the crash is enough to instantly destroy half the continent, and the resulting shockwaves and other like major impact issues will kill the entire planet. Uh, the destruction of Coruscant for the low, low price of one star destroyer and some imperial dupes. I think they're really overestimating how big Star Destroyers are. I think they are. I'm just um, thinking like the size of Star Destroyer and the size of Coruscant. Like we see those new, not your, the, the Republic ships yeah. that were like before the 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 Star Destroyers. And like we've seen them crash into Coruscant. And they, right, like these aren't, these aren't like, a, they are not executor class. Like <laughs> this is not. This is not a super Star Destroyer. No. <laughs> There's already one of those on course. No. <laughs> There's already one buried underneath everything. Not anymore. Yeah, that that's already right, that's that gone. fucked up Coruscant enough already. Yeah. Um, now it's just a pleasure yacht. <laughs> yeah. Odosk <laughs> and Kratos are fins up all in with the plan. Captain Mulnoir is just sad about his ship being used like this. After they destroy Coruscant, they go back to the Maw and defend the installation with their lives because they know the rebels must be snooping around. Um, Dala says that Grand Moff Tarkin once said that setbacks are merely an opportunity for us to do twice as much damage the second time around. Jesus Christ. <laughs> sure, okay. <That's> fucked up. <laughs> Grand Moff Tarkin wrote so many fucking memoirs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Captain Mulnoir volunteers to remain on board the Basilisk because he's going to be the proud captain of his ship until the end. But honestly, I would be so fucking tired of Dolls bullshit that a suicide <laughs> run seems okay. Because <laughs> I'll finally I'll be free from your ship. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I'm not going back to the Maw. I'm trapped in the Maw with you for... Yeah, no, absolutely not. Um, so they start making preparations at once as Dala goes back to watch her Tarkin tapes. R. Kelly's trapped in the closet, but is trapped in the Maw. Oh God! <laughs> is it is watching? I feel like watching her Tarkin tapes is a euphemism for something. Oh, it is absolutely yep. yeah. Yep. she is also watching the Tarkin tapes. Unfortunately, <laughs> uh, so beautiful Sigal arrives on Yavin Four with an air of sad determination, which I would do. Um, she introduces <laughs> herself to Luke as he makes his way to her and says she has a message. She puts the disc inside R2. It's a message from Leia who introduces Sighal and says that she is force sensitive with proclivities in healing and short range prediction. Please train her. She also says that she and the kids miss Luke and maybe they'll come visit. But also, can we have some Jedi like right now? <laughs> because things are <laughs> dire. Bye. <laughs> 
Uh, Luke is rightfully feeling off kilter from the whole Kip ordeal. And also he finally starts investigating the deep menace he feels rattling through every stone in the temple. About <laughs> damn time. He's been, been putting that off for a while. He is trying. <laughs> Can't avoid this any longer. He's trying so hard to connect the dots and, but still not realizing it's mis- it's Exarchoon. That's um, a, but this is literally the plot of The Fallen Star by Claudia Gray, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sigal is like, uh, should I come back some like other time? Because you seem caught up in your own shit. And Luke assures her that, nope, he's fine. This is great. Let's get to a room. I'm fine. Everything's great. Are you going <laughs> to tell her that he's lost two students already? No. Of course not. <laughs> That's not part of the orientation <laughs> film. Sure, not. Uh, one got crispy and one became a Swiss Lord, apparently. Yeah. That's a past Luke problem. Some, some heavy quotes around <laughs> Don't live in the past. Yeah, don't get so hung up on the details. Yeah, man. <laughs> Feel the force. Uh, later, the students are all studying, practicing on their own. Sigal is talking to Mar Jade about what happened on Calamari. Streen and Kirana T are listening to Tiani practicing her ballads. The rest are all off doing whatever um (laughs) but i do need someone to please check on torsk 81 who really needs a real and alive friend someone please check on torsk 81 is he still asleep in the obsidian temple like there was no follow-up to that i really hope he made it back i really hope he made it back i'm worried about Dorsk. They haven't mentioned him in a while i'm worried um they were an jedi student yeah Eh, Fuck if I remember anything from I, Jedi. Uh, I know I read that entire book. I don't remember anything that happens in that entire book. But Corrin has left right now as of like that, uh, of that point, because it leaves with before Marjay. Anyway. Oh, um, shit. So he's lost three, potentially four students now. Yeah. Luke goes back (laughs) to his room and tells R2 that he needs some privacy for a while. He then pulls out the holocron and asks to see Master Bimbo Boss aka Vodo Sios Bass. Um, and he asks for information about the Great Sith War. How did Exarchoon- no, I No, I forgot his name wasn't actually Master Bimbo Boss. <laughs> yeah, me too. Master Bimbo Boss. <laughs> it's way cooler. It sounds like a Star Wars name. Yeah. Um, how did Exarchoon fall at the end of the war? What happened to him? How did he die? Or was he brought to the light side? Oof. Master Bimbo Boss says that Exarchoon was his greatest disciple, but then was corrupted. Of course, Luke wants to know if Exarchoon turned away from the dark side eventually, but Master Bimbo Boss says that he went to go confront Exarchoon and tried to do that, and instead, Exarchoon murked him. Um, so after that, the <laughs> Jedi banded together and came to Yavin 4, and they the blow that they struck obliterated the surviving Masasi and assumingly Exarchoon. Cool, so um, they just killed all the, the surviving slaves. They just killed everything, yeah. Great, um, yeah, that's that's how you do it. We Good love, job, guys. aren't the Jedi so <laughs> peaceful and righteous? Uh, but the holocron starts to flicker as if something was jamming it. Luke continues to push to find out what happened to Exarchoon specifically, but then Luke sets the holocron down and steps back to better view it. As Master Bimbo Boss is trying to say that Exarchoon was able to do something a dark knot forms inside the holocron and shatters his image the darkness inside the holocron creeps growing arcs of red fire shooting out of the now black object it collapses in steam and sparks completely melted for a moment (laughs) 
Luke thinks he sees a solid black hooded figure rise up from the holocron, laughing in a deep subsonic voice. And damn, Luke, shit's fucked. And then you hear hear Mara Jade's voice from the roof saying, oh, sorry, I just bumped the antenna. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) My bad. (laughs) Speaking of Mara Jade, it only takes a few days for her to be fucking done with this play. It's a dialogue, to be honest. Uh, It's been long enough for her to learn how to use her own skills, like enough. So mission accomplished. I'm surprised uh, she didn't just land her ship and two minutes later go vibes are rancid and get back in her ship and fly away. She wanted to give Luke a chance. She wants to bone down with Luke for some reason. Yeah. I think that Luke and Kip were in on it. Luke was like, hey, if that Mara Jade ever shows up, don't don't give her a way to escape. That's bad. I need time to romance her. That's bad. (laughs) Luke is bad at romancing though, so it could be true. Um he got but all really, his romance advice from Han. Yeah, it's not good. Um, but really, Mars in charge of the entire smuggler alliance, and she can't just keep sitting around meditating. Call her a transport because some prize student of Luke's ran off with her ship. <laughs> uh, Luke is hurt, but he gets it. He understands. He's a sensitive guy. Um, and he tells her <laughs> that she can use... Oh. <laughs> she can use the comm room <laughs> to c- call to call Talon Carde, um, but she says they only speak at Talon, range. Talon who? Carde. I'm still gonna call him Carde. I don't care. Wild Carde. <laughs> yeah, the wild Carde. <laughs> Fuck off, everybody. Uh, but they only speak at like prearranged times, as if he's definitely cheating on like a spouse. Um, <laughs> Luke suggests calling Coruscant and Mara does the does like the idea of the New Republic chauffeuring her around for a change. And Luke goes, I don't know who you'd get to volunteer for a brutal job like that. Lando runs into Han and Leia's quarter. (laughs) (laughs) Without knocking, of course. Han is currently studying a list of interactive entertainment options because 3PO obviously cannot be trusted to choose. (laughs) Lando asks for a favor to borrow the Falcon so he can go pick up Mara Jade on Yavin 4 and impress her. Han says the Falcon will absolutely not impress her (laughs) and that his ship is not going anywhere without him. I forgot that there was a whole subplot in legends for a minute that lando was like really into mara jade yeah, i forgot that was the thing because it's weird um it's very weird also i'm thinking that the falcon is gonna impress her dude you've yeah. got to show her money just rent a nice car get a new yeah get a car for the weekend i don't know what you need to do um smartly lando points out that he let han use the falcon to go get leia so he owes him han reluctantly agrees and says it'll be nice to see kip and luke also, he says that Leia's there this time to watch the kids, but also, is she though? She's working. Yeah, Leia 3PO, Mon same Mothma's diff. dying. <laughs> She's not home. Mon Mothma's dying, and Leia's just like. Leia's not home. <laughs> Mon Mothma's dying. She's trying to set up Wedge. Emerald Akbar's still not here. Like, it's not a good time for Leia. No, don't make her also have to take care of the kids. Just let the Anna- two children that recently ran off into the underground. Just let Lando borrow the ship. God, they're this gonna, is gonna they're gonna run off no matter who's watching them. That's let's be, this is, let's this be is clear. not gonna go well. None of this is gonna go well. 
Oh boy. Um, <laughs> hey Heath, just wanted to check again. How's how's fatherhood going? <laughs> Hard. You've we're, really hit. You've really hit that age, huh? We're we're going through a little a little phase right now. <laughs> Lando comes out from. Oh wait, just kidding. When the Falcon touches down at the Academy, Luke throws himself into Han's arms. Okay. Han, yeah. Han, Dude, that's your brother-in-law. Well, Luke already kissed his sister. I say um, they're a throuple. Let's be real. To be yeah. fair, Leia kissed him. <laughs> let's not get him mixed up. Uh, Luke was <laughs> into it though. Look. <laughs> he he didn't not kiss back. Yeah, he kissed yeah. back. Yeah, um, that motherfucker like put his hands behind his head and was smug. like, "Hey, Han, look. he was smug as hell." That's smug. Um, I bet, like, I, I imagine that Han came back eventually and was like. Remember, remember that? Do you remember that remember she's your that? fucking sister? No, I like. And to Han's think gonna. That they just and Han's all... gonna do the same thing and be smug. It's this piece I of like blackmail to... that Han is holding over Luke's head. Like, I'll tell people that you made out with your sister. I'll tell <laughs> my my head cannon for that is just they all collectively agree without speaking to not that they're never gonna fucking talk about that ever again. <laughs> you know who isn't in on that agreement? Chewbacca. Han. Chewie. Oh my god, Chewbacca. <laughs> Chewbacca That's 90% of what Chewie is saying all the time. Witness. Just nobody knows. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, everyone, look, kiss the sister. Big kiss. kiss the sister. Big kiss. kiss. <laughs> um, uh, Han asks if Luke's been having fun on his wellness <laughs> retreat, but Luke is like, well. <laughs> Lando comes oh, out from the Falcon after making sure his look is spot on. Pats Luke on the shoulder, absentmindedly as he walks past and goes directly to Mara Jade. Han doesn't get why Lando would be interested in someone who used to call herself the Emperor's Hand, but then he thinks about... Yeah, but then he thinks about how much Leia fucking hated him, and look how that turned out. (laughs) I don't think think Mara hates Lando. I think she just doesn't care. No feelings about Lando. (laughs) Sorry, who do? Yeah. Udo Calrissian? I just, I, I've never heard of that name before. No. Um, I do Lando, love the, the one thing that transferred from old canon to new canon is Lando just flirting with people who were just not. <laughs> and it's so funny because it was like, Mara and then it was Harrison Dula who was like, Harris married. <laughs> Harris, like, he, he did Harris, like, like, I have that three children. What are you doing? Yeah. Um, and the thing is, like, Lando's hot as hell. Yeah. But in that universe, apparently he's just not. I don't know. No, I it's don't know. not that he's not, it's not that he's not hot. It's just he's got to go for people who aren't uh, seriously romantically aren't interested in yeah. other people. His type is aromantics. Yeah. His type is unavailable. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, His type fair. was a ma- in new canon was a married mom with, like, three children, essentially. I was like, this is going to go well. So what you're telling me is that Lando's into MILFs in canon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a lot of great MILFs in canon. I can't wait to be solid, a It's a solid <laughs> MILF representation. <laughs> Especially in Kenobi. Anyway. Um, yeah. uh, Lando goes down to Mara and she gives him some friendly barbs, which he completely ignores. And listen, I know that they're just being them, 
but also the optics of having a white woman tell a very successful black man that his role as baglet is baggage handler is icky um mm. <laughs> i don't love it uh han asks kip han asks where kip is and luke luke says kip disagreed with me about how fast he should learn dangerous new skills and how best to develop his ability with the force isn't a lie but also not the whole story and han immediately panics asking if he's hurt why didn't luke call him because han's a good dad um luke goes on to say that kip has been practicing certain techniques that might lead him to the dark side and that he's the most powerful of students and he stole mara jade's ship and luke has no idea where he is and he has a lot of anger and ambition and power but little understanding or patience he really should have called Han. He really should have fucking called Han. And like God your adoptive it. son has fucked off and is yeah. turning evil. Or even before Han could probably like, do something about that. Or like Kip has been increasingly like disrespectful of Luke. Like you could have just called and been like, hey, I think something's going on with Kip. I know you have a relationship with him. Can you come like talk to him? Um, but oh, no. Jesus Christ, Luke, you're so fucking luke is fucking stupid he never Um, asked for help he's a terrible teacher um and han feeling helpless admits that he doesn't know what to do and of course neither does luke on the falcon oh lando begs han to let him fiddle with the food units because all they make is heavy greasy krillian food and mar deserves better han says no it's his ship and that's the food he grew up on and he's already made that uh and he's already mad that they cleaned up the ship and made it less stinky. <laughs> and Han says, it was my dirt, my stink, and my swamp. He doesn't actually say swamp, but it's just like Shrek. <laughs> <laughs> Han is Shrek. That's God, I can't swamp. even imagine what the fucking falcon smells like. Jesus. Pungent. <laughs> just awful. Just yeah, absolutely awful. Like when you walk into a flat that's just like four dudes. And hasn't been aired out in a while. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy. Uh Lando says that he let Han win the last game and Betsy could never do it again. So guess what we're doing again? Jesus Christ. Why, oh why do they These never learn? Like Tweedledee and Tweedledum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they really listen. There's a certain thing with certain friendships. They are best friends, right? And when they get together, they just become completely fucking useless. And all brain cells just, just fly out. <laughs> yeah. And they do dumb shit. <laughs> Mara scowled weird. as if they were no more than two little boys scuffling at a child's amusement pen. Mara gets it. She, she knows what's going on. <laughs> of course, Lando wins. Wins the game of all games. Wins the game where they bet that they'll never bet on the Falcon's ownership again. Oh, my um, God. Both Han and Mara expect Lando to immediately start cheering and gloating, but instead he stands up and says to Han that Han's his friend <laughs> and he knows that the Falcon means more to Han than it does to him. So he's gifting it to him as a testimony to their years of friendship and all they've been through together. <laughs> you fucko. Not a I bad idea to be like, you. we're never bidding about this again and here's your fucking ship. I care about you. Stop being fucking dumb. (laughs) Han collapses back in his seat and Lando goes to fiddle with the meal prep units so they can all have a meal together. 
Han looks over to see Mara reassessing Lando with a surprised and mystified smile. Han then realizes that that's maybe Lando's plan all along. <laughs> <laughs> Look, a man can have two plans that also yeah, lead to the same Stuff conclusion. can be two things. Like, yeah. you are his friend. He does care about you. He doesn't he, want to- He's sick of this fucking argument. He doesn't want to gamble on this ship anymore. He wants his own nice, non-pungent ship back. But also, there is a thing with just like people that you've known for a good, like, I will hang out with friends from high school and I will suddenly act like I'm a dipshit 16 year old again. <laughs> I can't relate because I have no more friends from high school. Like, that's the vibe that I get from them, you know? <laughs> they are absolute dipshits. So, that is those six chapters. That was a lot. And also nothing. Great. A lot happens, there were five but none of it chapters made from the end. Do you think maybe the plot will start soon? <laughs> there are five chapters left in this book. Is this all going to resolve in like some way that makes sense? Or is it all just, just fucking chaos? It's a trilogy for a reason. Yeah, this is oh, our Jesus darker Christ. middle chapter. Yeah. I oh, am going to be honest with y'all. I don't know what the point of any of these books have been. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know what same i don't know what the fuck i've been reading i've been enjoying it but i don't understand i'm having a is. great great yeah. time just vibes like there's yeah. <laughs> no notes uh the third book i did cry on the bus out of like being moved um Ooh. so it was, was also it like bathing no it wasn't which Ooh. is very surprising um uh but i was also in my early 20s and it was like six in the morning so i could have just been emotionally compromised for another reason <laughs> oh yeah that's fair but i do remember the third book very very fondly so um yeah let's do some listener questions yeah oh yeah uh last week we asked what two star wars characters do you want to see hug our first response is from Mike, who said, I want Chewbacca to hug Leia, which warrants an automatic listening board gullet. Because we've seen them hug on screen multiple times. <laughs> Honestly, so funny. If you, if you want to see it, watch the movies. Watch Star Wars. <laughs> amazing. Put the movies on, you'll see it. Truly amazing. The first how, Star Wars movie. How much time do you have? <laughs> Yubsy said, I want literally anyone to hug Hera because post Kanan, she's always the one giving the hugs. Mm. She really needs to be hugged. And to get specific, I'd quite like to see Bria hug Hera. Oh. I got bad news about that one. Yeah, there's no Bria oh. post Kanan, is there? No. No. The timeline doesn't matter. But I would like to see them up. hug. I would like to see them hug, but yeah, that timeline doesn't quite work out. Maybe <laughs> as like a baby, she comes and visits Alderaan with her dad. Which oh, when she's little here. Yeah. yeah. Wait, no, she's like she's like in the rebellion before Alderaan is toast, but not post. Oh yeah, Rebels mm -hmm. takes place before. Yeah. The oh yeah, Rebels. Takes yeah, she's an adult by then. We fucking Bray Bray is for sure still alive after Kanan. Look, is just because I will sit here yeah, and tell no, other people no. to watch Star Wars doesn't mean that we have done it. It's much funnier if a tiny rock hits. <laughs> Hera on the head, and that's the remains of Brea after Alderaan was destroyed. Holy that's shit! That's much, much funnier. <laughs> what? <laughs> Holy shit! The cake is getting kicked off the podcast. 
That's okay. Dark. So it's just me and Meg now. It's an, it, Rogue Quadrant <laughs> is now an anime podcast. It's dropping like um, flies. I can't believe we fucking forgot the brand. Here Sorry, it's an anime podcast. Yeah. I'm just sitting here like, wait. No, the timeline does. Am I the idiot? The time no, no. I was no, just thinking us. about Outfit Squadron Hero, and I was like, "That's definitely after all." Of that. <laughs> that's so <laughs> yeah, that's that's Saf's default Hera. Is I mean, honestly, Saf, Saf was my favorite. Hera. What the fuck? <laughs> like, I just read those books, so that's the one that's in the forefront of my head right now. Rebels is fine, but it's no Alphabet Squadron. So funny. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's not Alphabet Squadron, but I still love it. Uh, I'm gonna keep my mouth shut. Anyway, well, <laughs> Saf and I'll save it for our podcast. That's the next. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Dylan said, "Seeing as Danny already stole my Dexter Jester and self insert answer, <laughs> there's a lot of people I want to see Dex hug, escaping Jedi younglings, clones recovering from the chips, young rebel leaders like Enfys, but I want Dex to be the recipient of one. Maz and her other boyfriend Chewie coming into smush Dex in a hug between them would be very cute. Dex sandwich." And the whole time, <laughs> Chewie's like, you'll never guess who kissed who. And Dex, <laughs> who actually understands Streetwook, is like, oh, do tell. And Chewie's like, Han and Leia and their twins. <laughs> Han and Leia. Luke, Luke and, Leia and Leia and their twins. Luke and Leia. <laughs> Once again, we have seen Star Wars. We, we, this is a Star Wars podcast. We've seen it. We know when things take place. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I had the thought the other day that I have not seen an original trilogy Star Wars movie in like six years. <laughs> I have definitely seen no way I watched more recently than that. I watched we did a commentary on them. That was the last time I watched Star Wars. I watched a New Hope last oh, yeah. night. Oh it's nice. fun now that Kenobi has happened. Yeah. I yeah, I'm excited to watch it again and cry. Um very excited for that. Yeah, I'm looking forward to when I have a whole day to watch Kenobi, Rogue One, and New Hope all as one and just like be Ouch. emotional for the whole day. Danny, can I join you on that? Yeah. You should really start with Revenge it. of the Sith for that one, for the extra Anakin, Oof. Obi-Wan pain. Yeah, but then really you should go back to Phantom Menace so you get the okay, full Anakin Dexter. Okay, okay. <laughs> we got to get through these. We got 22 minutes. <laughs> Matthew said, there are countless characters that come to mind, but the closest three I want to see hug are so... so- or Ahsoka with Lux for my teenage fanfic phase. Oh. Okay. <laughs> no, not with... fair. Ship and let look, ship, I guess. But... Look, I, teenage fanfic phase, I get it. You get some weird ships there. Okay, oh, yeah. Right, no, I definitely right. shipped worse. I actually yeah, currently ship worse. So I I've, had some boring, I've had some boring ships in my past, which is a surprise considering what I ship now. But, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> Vader with the Emperor because of Robot Chicken. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. And a woolamander with that boneless tentacle thing from Crystal Stuff. Do you mean, do you mean worry? <laughs> you know what, yeah. Matthew? Started a little bit on the weak side, but this is one of those examples of the tweet just really improved as it yeah, went on. Yeah. Every word is better like, than the yeah. one before. Yeah, that. like, and it's a surprise, right? Yeah, like, we did yeah. not know where you were going with Like, that. you had me <laughs> in the first pretty... half, not gonna lie. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's a good tweet. Amazing. It's a good tweet. And Jolly said, Mindonos and <clears throat> Kearney Slane. I would like them to hug, talk over a good, strong calf, and then proceed to make a happy life. They both more than earned it. Also, all okay, the hard got... public Jedi. Yeah, go. Kearney Slane is... Laura. Gar- Gara. Gara, Laura, Laura, whatever it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Just make it sure. Yeah. 
they also said, also all the High Republic Jedi, at least the Knights and Younger. I'd hug Vernestra Rowe if she'd let me. Same for Bell Zedifar and Keeve Trennis. And though I haven't finished Midnight Horizon yet, I'm sure Zine Marla, Reith, I, I've never seen these names before in my life. <laughs> You're doing great. You're doing great. And Ram, <laughs> Joe Maram. That's Ram not Jam, a real Ram. Char- Ram That's Jam. Ram Jam. I would love to hug Ram Jam. Ram Jam seems like he gives the greatest hug. Right, you know what would be hugger. really fun? You know what would be really fun, like mini game for us to play is us have a list of alpha, not of bit. <laughs> Of higher public characters. characters, higher public characters, and the names we just make up. Yeah, and have you try to be it right? Me and okay. he'd have to guess which one yeah. is real. Okay, we're gonna oh play. We're gonna do that. We'll play that. We're gonna game. play the game. Yeah. <laughs> Odie said a Dianaga and a Sarlacc because so many tentacles. Hashtag Meg baiting. I accept. That is a lot. Of, you know what? Yeah, so no, it's gonna work. Yeah, that's a lot I of accept. tentacles. Throw Borgullet in there and. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. And I, <laughs> what? Are, oh, it's getting spicy. Is there a Rathtar in there? That was that was one of the. Oh no, that was Sarlacc. I yeah, right. In my brain, a Rathtar was already in there. There are so many yeah, so tentacles. My, yeah, in my head, there was it a just automatically in inserted. <laughs> I think, okay, so this is what I imagine. I imagine yeah. it's like Sarlacc paint on the us a, bottom. Paint us a picture, Meg. Yeah, yeah. Sarlacc <laughs> on the bottom because it's in the sand, it's in, it's yeah. in the pit. Um, and then the Rathtar is like in the in the maw, in like the beak of it, um, mm-hmm. because like it's the largest and like kind of takes up that space. And then the boar gullet um, or a different gullet, because remember, boar is a title. Um, <laughs> that's Mr. So gullet to you. One of the gullets and um, the Dianaga are kind of wrapped around the stem of the beak and like with the other tentacles on the outside. Is boar really a title? Boar is a title. I'm imagining a, a war movie where they're talking to a private gullet and Sergeant Gullet. Admiral <laughs> Gullet. <laughs> I love that Meg was all we have we have to hurry there's only 20 minutes left but the second you mentioned tentacles it's I'm in charge here so let's go game over Meg you know what would be a really good fic like kind of sad fic that you could write sometime would be the story of a sarlacc that's a dom (laughs) (laughs) I (laughs) I Keith, for the love of God, keep talking. He said, he said a dumb. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Whoa. they said. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, July 1st, after I'm done with my exam, I'm going back into workaholic mode. So uh, I might just write that. Great. Hell yeah. Brooke said, wholesome answer. Wedge Intel isn't anyone, but especially Booster Tarek, because that is his dad. Also Wedge and Mirax. Aw. Aw. Oh, but wait. Brooke also gave us a horrifying answer. Oh, my goodness. Thank <laughs> <laughs> God. General Grievous and Pong Krell. That many arms plus that many lightsaber blades cannot mix well. <laughs> that is chaos. So funny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm giving my I'm giving my body to Yubsy. I haven't once thought about Pong Krell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but Pong Krell hugging General Grievous. I'm glad this is the first time I've thought about Pong Krell. Yeah, this is the only way in which it's allowed. 
I also appreciate that that was the basilisk that uh, Brooke chose to put in the way of the General Grievous hug. Yeah, sucks. The one bad basilisk. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to wait. The arms doesn't and he, the lightsabers? Doesn't yeah, he have like Fun two Krull lightsabers? Yeah, has lightsabers. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's got, got multiple it. lightsabers. So we got that eight arms and six more. lightsabers. Yeah. You got a little lightsabers <laughs> in there. It's too many arms. And one really bad congested system. Oh, boy. <laughs> I know I've said it before, but I appreciate Grievous for giving me that coughing representation. I that hate chronic when cough you representation. say things like that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If General Grievous is our chronic illness representation in Star Wars, <laughs> I hate. No, I hate see, no, my my that. chronic cough is not a chronic illness. It is just a character. It's defect. just a cough. Yeah. <laughs> character defect. Seth could stop at any time. <laughs> she won't. Surely just like General be. Grievous. He won't. He just has to change his programming. He's no, not a robot, he's a cyborg. No, I'm pretty, sure he's got, I'm pretty sure he's got real lungs in there, Danny. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's a cyborg. You can't just reprogram a man. Well, I don't know if he's a man. I mean, I could fix him. They yeah. reprogrammed. <laughs> Challenge accepted. He's from 17 chapters ago to, to brainwash just the part of his brain that's loyal to the yeah, Empire. Like, you, Don't you dare tell me that I can't fix him because I'll fix him. <laughs> Meg X Turpfin. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna put that loyalty part right back in his brain. <laughs> I'm gonna make sure uh Janelle Grievous keeps up with his uh daily inhaler. What a loving partner. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have a loving partner to do that for me because mine's in Australia. I do have a loving partner. I'm just saying they're not going to make me take my inhaler. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I was like, do you have something you need to share do with Do we need a life yeah. update? No, they're just not here to force me to take my fucking inhaler. Oh, that's fair. That's fair. All four of them. Yeah. Um... Oh, all four of the inhalers. <laughs> all, four of all four inhalers. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I'm behind. <laughs> I'm sorry. No staff updates today. Hold no staff updates. Hello gotta... there, General. Hold on. We gotta. How did we get here? How did we get here? Look at this question. Just double fisting those inhalers. <laughs> yeah, this is a good question for this week. Before we get to that one. Uh, congratulations to Mike on your glistening copy of the Star Wars movies on DVD <laughs> so you can finally see Chewbacca hug <laughs> Oh, Mike, please give us five stars on iTunes. <laughs> this week, this week, we're, this is maybe my favorite. <laughs> probably the best question we've ever had. One. This week we're asking, which Star Wars character's flesh would you use to harvest new children? <laughs> Eventually, I know I joke about how I'm going to leave the podcast a lot. Eventually, I'm going to crack. Like, it's an inevitability at this point. We force everyone we love away. No, it's not. You're too, you're too deep into this That's now. all it took, and now it's just Meg. <laughs> we all left over the course of this episode. Great. I'm going to talk about tentacles. No, some of us were kicked off. Like, yeah, we were, I never quit. Willingly. <laughs> Heath can come back. <laughs> I, I guess we're also asking. It will still be just Meg. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> What's um, the difference? <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna come I'm gonna give a sort of obscure answer for this one. Um, get a really reach out there. Uh, Obi Wan's canonical brother. <laughs> Ooh, make a second Obi Wan or no a second Wan. Yeah. yeah, let's get some more Wans in there. A second um, Kenobi, Danny. <laughs> That's all right. That's the family name, I bet. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna sprout all those theories about Ray Wan. <laughs> you know what? Like, I'm really glad that Kenobi came out after the sequel trilogy because if it had come out during it, uh, yeah. those Ray Kenobi theories would have been out of control. Oh, I can't breathe. Anyways, let's have some new little little uh, mushroom Kenobis, I guess, is my answer. <laughs> mushroom wands. Yeah. Mushroom is my answer. Aww. That is how they grow, though. <laughs> like, that yeah, is that is, they do bud, yeah. I, I just want to grow goo, you know? Yeah. I did learn recently that, yeah, when succulents sprout off a little new guy, they're called pups. So I think we should call baby, baby grogus pups. Baby grongus. Yeah. What a baby grongus pup. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. go with the hapabor. Ooh. Will they just be hapabors or will they be like <laughs> real sentient and like talking and stuff? Oh, hapabors are real sentient and talking. They're also just really <laughs> thirsty. <laughs> yeah, they're just always drinking. <laughs> they can't talk because they're too busy drinking. <laughs> they're, they're always so thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> They're too busy Based off what we know about them from the canon, we cannot disprove this theory. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah, mm. yeah, we can't, we can't prove you wrong. <laughs> Unfortunately, Ooh, I, I'm a big fan of this new half of more theory. <laughs> this a is a great game, question. A board game, but instead of hungry, hungry hippos, it's thirsty, 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 thirsty half <laughs> Oh, <laughs> boy. Um, I think my answer, similar to many of my answers for questions, is Yaddle. <laughs> Literally the one there's, below. There's something about the green flesh that seems fertile. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was the weirdest possible fucking explanation you could have given. Yeah, but if the goal is to grow something, you're looking for good... I don't know. You're looking green, for yeah. fertile you know, yaddles <laughs> to till in the soil. Yeah. Slightly more fertile yaddle. That's what we're doing here, right? It's true. It doesn't have to be fertile flesh. You don't want something dry. <laughs> <laughs> and yaddle has never been dry in her life. No. Yaddle is incredibly moist. Very moist. <laughs> it's gone so far off the rails. <laughs> Like I said before, great question. Um, Claude. <laughs> yeah, another good one. I would, uh, and I feel like the great thing about Claude growing offspring out of Claude, I feel like he wouldn't have to necessarily be dead. Um, yeah. Like you can just It'll grow. It'll just go to stasis. Grow like new and then just like more heads kind of grow out from like around the body. Okay, but if you bury Claude with a Sarlacc, can you get a tentacled Claude? We're going to try. <laughs> We're going to find out. We're going to. This is I'm gonna science, take, I'm going to take one of the Claude pups and <laughs> put that with the Sarlacc and take another one of the Claude pups and put that with like a boar gullet. With a, sorry, with a gullet, Just and then a gullet. take another one of the claws, and then <laughs> see see what happens. Oh, we get a yeah. boar, cl- boar claw. 
Yeah. <laughs> Listening boar clawed. Right. I can't wait to hear what our listeners come up with. And luckily oh God, for I'm Mike, sorry. there's no on-screen examples from which to choose from. <laughs> Thanks for listening, possibly, Mike. You can't possibly get this question wrong. You we don't have dinner this week, so we gotta make fun of someone. Yeah, he's behind. Oh yeah, definitely Thank another you. glistening boar gullet to dinner leader. To be fair, you probably would have answered this with fucking Coron or some shit, so maybe we lucked out. <laughs> I mean, all right. he hasn't answered it yet. He might have. Somehow it all came back to Cornhorn. Okay. God damn it. Always all right. Forever. All right, all right. Cornhorn's answer to this question would be his dad. Yeah, 100%. (laughs) I'll keep growing more dads so I can never be without him. (laughs) I'll make baby dads so that I can always have a dad. (laughs) I hate that phrase. Seth, please take us home. I'm going to raise my own dad. Okay, listeners, you can answer this week's question at our Twitter, at Rogue Podron. Our email is roguepodron at gmail.com. Our website is roguepodron.com. Uh, listen to us on Patreon, where, I don't know, we say some shit sometimes. Yeah, true. <laughs> sometimes you learn about, <laughs> sometimes you learn about weird New Zealand facts. It's fun. Yeah. Um, you can also listen to us on your favorite podcatcher. Leave us a review, please. Uh, we are really hungry. We haven't had stars in quite a while. Um, and we Starving could some. here. And I don't know why. Like clearly, we're breaking the quality content. <laughs> we keep I mean, we are. we are. We are. We're a great <laughs> podcast. <laughs> we are. We are podcast. objectively a great podcast. Hmm. We would also we like that- other people to tell us we're an objectively great yeah. podcast. We hear everything that people like. We have great chemistry. We're funny. Uh, we talk about Star Wars sometimes. Uh, we do research sometimes. <laughs> And we and discuss we which Star Wars characters' flesh we'd like to use to harvest new children. What's not to love? Yeah. What's not to love? That's a Star Wars thing. We just wrote an iTunes review for you. All you have to do is yeah. copy-paste that into the thing. Yeah. You could just plagiarize my words. I'm going to forget I said them. And then also ask <laughs> for Sack to say them in a hoarse voice. It's yeah. a win-win-win! <laughs> it's a constant win. <laughs> Only winning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, next time... We're going to be wrapping up the Jedi Academy trilogy book two, Dark Apprentice by Kevin J. Anderson with chapters 31 to the end. Will there be a plot? No. <laughs> Let's find out. But there probably will be a cliffhanger. So until next time, this is Rogue Padron signing off. Pash out. <laughs> it just doesn't quite roll off the tongue. It doesn't. It really doesn't. Yeah. No. Great job, everybody. Look, we made it on great. time. We did it. Look at us got minutes to spare. So impressed. Despite despite how off the rails we continue. Despite yeah, everything. That got, got dicey there at the end. <laughs> you know, it was dicey in the middle and the beginning. So. Dicey the whole way through. We've just been dicey today. Ooh, it's a dicey kind of day.